Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. Hello and welcome to episode 45. Today, we're talking about loving yourself. I just want to jump right in and say that. But before I do that, um, it's episode 45, so that's pretty cool. I'm seven episodes away from having a full year of podcasting with one podcast. Uh, this is my, I think I have four podcasts I've made in my life. So I have the Quit Vaping podcast, which I'm still making regularly. I have this one. I tried one for a couple of weeks called Entrepreneur Brain when I was trying to niche down. And then I also made one called the Drift Proof Podcast. Uh, and some of those drift proof episodes are still floating around somewhere when I was working at the psych hospital. But this is pretty cool. I've done this for a whole year. I really like this podcast. It's got like all my foundational work in it. I've been referring to it and telling clients to go back and listen to specific episodes. So it's just cool to have all my work in one place. And today we're going to talk about loving yourself. So a couple episodes ago, I talked about worthiness and how there's no downside to just believing you're worthy 100% of the time, no matter what happens. And I do believe that. And today we're talking about loving yourself because I was doing a TikTok live this morning and somebody was talking about loving yourself. And I think that it's a really elusive topic and no one really understands how to do it. And I think the act of loving yourself is actually pretty simple. Like you just choose to believe loving things about yourself and feel love because of those thoughts. Remember, your thoughts create your emotions and love is just an emotion you feel. And the funny thing about love is that nobody else can create it for you. Isn't that weird? Because so often in our lives, we think that we're being loved. We think that love is being created by the person or the people outside of us, and that is never true. Knowing how your brain works, knowing how your emotions are created, only your thoughts can release hormones in your body, and emotions are just a vibration, right, that's caused by your hormones. So nobody else's thoughts, nobody else's actions, nobody else's love can be felt by you. That means that every single time that you've ever felt love ever in your life, ever, it's been your love. So you're already really good at loving yourself. We just have to uh, fine-tune a little bit. So I do want to just talk about like, what is loving yourself? What's not? I think it's kind of hard to describe like, what's it look like to love yourself? Like really what it looks like to love yourself is just to think loving thoughts about yourself, to not beat yourself up, to go after what you want. And we're talking about that. So one of the biggest things that I see with people, especially when they're first learning this work, the life coaching work, the thought management work, the emotional work is they beat themselves up all the time. (laughs) And I'm totally one of these people. So So often, especially you see this with like overeaters and people who are taking actions they don't want to be taking that aren't good for them in the long run, is that they'll take an action like overeating and then they'll feel bad because of the effects of overeating, right? You kind of feel gross. And on top of that, you beat yourself up. So I always say one of the best ways to love yourself and to practice loving yourself is to actively manage to make sure that you're not shaming or guilting yourself over actions you've taken. And the reason is like, it doesn't serve you. So even if you beat yourself up for overeating, it's not like you're noble for doing that. It doesn't have any positive effects. In fact, when we beat ourselves up for overeating and we feel more shame and guilt, guess what happens? We overeat even more. And I always say like, even if, let's say, for example, this isn't what's going to happen, but let's say you work with me for six months and the only thing you take away from the six months is that you don't beat yourself up anymore. Then it will have been worth the six months. And obviously you're going to get a lot more than that, but that's how seriously I take this. Like loving yourself in large part is just not allowing yourself to treat you nasty. That's a huge part of it. Like what if you just didn't allow yourself to say nasty things in the mirror anymore? 
What if you overate on Sunday night? Like I did this this week and listen, I'll tell you a story. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I used to be overweight. I was 190 pounds and I was like five foot four. This is when I was like 12 years old. So I was a little chungus. That's what we say in my house, a chungus or a voshalot. And apparently voshalot is an Italian word that means little barrel. My dad, you literally used to call me a little barrel. So if that's not heartbreaking as a child who can't do thought work, <laughs> but I used to hate myself really badly. I was in the closet. I was overweight. And I use food as comfort and I, I still kind of catch my brain wanting to do this and it happens sometimes and it's okay. But anyways, this was on Sunday. So on Sunday we have family dinner at my parents' house and my parents don't eat healthy. That's just a fact. <laughs> they eat anything and everything that they want. And, um, we always have dessert. Like dessert was a very, very, very normal habitual part of my life growing up, even at every meal, right? Like even this is why I was fat, right? I was just allowed to eat ice cream after every meal. So <laughs> I'm not blaming them, but it was a habit that I picked up. And when I go over to my parents' house on Sunday, there's always dessert. So in the morning I said to myself, I'm not gonna eat dessert. Like I'm going to Spain in a week and blah, blah, blah. I'm not gonna do it. And I ended up eating dessert. And you know, what's so funny is that I did it and I really enjoyed it. And I just sat with it and I, I know why I ate it. I'm feeling a little bit nervous and stressed about the day. And I'm like, you know, f you screw it. I'm going to eat the, the cherry cake and ice cream. And I'm not even a huge cherry cake person, but you know what? It was really good. And I didn't beat myself up and it was really magical. It's just one of those moments where I look back and I see all the, the huge transformation that life coaching has made when you can eat a piece of cherry cake and have some ice cream and you don't sit there in guilt and shame afterwards. That was life changing for me. And you know, what's so cool is that the next morning, because there was no guilt and shame, I got right back onto it from a place of compassion and love for myself. It's the coolest thing in the world. So what does loving yourself look like? Well, primarily to start not beating yourself up, not guilting yourself, not being hard on yourself. And the reason also why it's beneficial to do this is because you can actually learn what's going on. If I would have beat myself up, I would have eaten more, not been on a diet all week before I went to Spain. I guarantee it. I know my pat like I know that's a pattern for me is beating myself up and then doing more of the same, right? And then I also wouldn't learn what's going on. I don't know if there's anything to learn from the Sunday night episode. I had some emotions. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit stressed about stuff. And I just decided to eat it in that moment. I don't think I need to look deeper than that. But when we're first learning this work and we don't know why we're overeating, if we're beating ourselves up, we're not going to figure it out, right? We're never going to learn about the emotions that are underneath the eating if we are guilting and shaming ourselves on top of it. So that's step one of loving yourself. That's what it looks like. Now, another way that we love ourselves is to sit with ourselves just in any emotion that comes up. And this is a process that kind of goes hand in hand with the not shaming, guilting, right? But if we can allow ourselves to sit with our emotions, any emotion, that's like a huge act of self-love. What's more loving than being able to just sit with yourself and have your own back through some uncomfortable shit? That's love, isn't it? So it's like one of the biggest skills I've taken away from the life coaching other than shaming and guilting is just to be able to sit with any emotion and not to always push them away. Like there are times, and I'm sure if you've worked with me, you understand this, that, that we're creating unnecessary suffering with our thoughts, like the shaming and guilting. But then there's also times where we just need to feel like shame just because, or we just need to feel anxiety, or we need to feel disappointment or discomfort or anything that's negative and uncomfortable or fear. We just need to sit with it. And it's okay. And it's a huge act of self-love to give yourself the space to just be there with it without resistance, without judgment. That is self-love. Imagine how different your life would be if you allowed yourself to sit in any emotion. Well, you'd probably stop overeating. You'd probably be able to set big goals for yourself and actually take action once these scary emotions came up. You probably wouldn't drink as much at parties. You probably wouldn't do any overspending. You probably would be more compassionate with the people around you, especially when they're going through emotions that are hard. And you'd see your life in a completely different view. When you can sit through any emotion, 
you actually realize that it's not emotions that are hurting you. It's the fear of experiencing that hurts you. When we're scared to experience negative emotions and we run away from them, we end up hurting ourselves very often. This is where overeating, overspending, overgambling, reacting to emotions comes in, not actually setting big goals for ourselves because we're scared how we're going to feel and beat ourselves up if we don't hit them. Like a huge part of self-love is just to sit with your emotions and have your own back. And what that looks like is literally just sitting with the emotion. Like, what does this feel like in my body? What's creating it? How does it make me want to react? And then just letting it be there as long as it has to be. And I always say there's a difference between feeling and resisting an emotion. Allowing an emotion or feeling an emotion is when you just sit with it without any expectation of it being over. And resisting an emotion is giving yourself a time limit to feel it. You're like compartmentalizing an emotion, right? Well, I'll, I'll feel this emotion, but I'm only going to give it five minutes. If it's still here in five minutes, I'm going to beat myself up for still feeling shame. <laughs> that always works, right? So make sure, just be careful. You know, there's, there's a subtle difference between allowing and resisting emotion, and that is one of them. Uh, so just give yourself the time. Don't even set a timer. Just be there with it as long as it takes. Huge act of self-love. All right, another act of self-love is to allow yourself to actually want things that you want without having to explain it away to anybody or to yourself or feel guilty or shameful for wanting it, and then to actually take action and have it. So many of the times we're taught to people please, right? Which people pleasing is literally what it is in essence is I'm going to lie to you about what I want so that you feel good. Well, there's a lot of things wrong with that. For one, you build resentment on one side of the relationship when you're people pleasing. So you're pretty much guaranteed to build resentment. And then also you're not actually building a genuine connection with the person that you're people pleasing. Like they're, they're getting to know you for someone that you're not because you're too scared to be yourself because of how they might feel. So not a good way to do it because you're going to either feel resentful, which is obviously the opposite of love, or you're going to push them away and feel resentful. And also it's not an act of self-love for you to not have what you want. Why can't you just want something that you want? And it has to come from a clean place, right? I'm not saying that you should want to like torture and murder other people. That's not what I'm referring to. But like you're allowed to just not want to hang out with a friend on a Saturday night if you don't want to. And you're so allowed to say no. And that can come from such a place of deep self-love. And when you take action from actual genuine self-love, it's the best thing you can do for somebody else. I think I told the story the other day about the homeless guy that I said no to on the bench. That was an act of self-love. I was just able to say, no, I don't want to talk to you and keep walking. And because I was able to do that, not only did I feel, I actually felt loving in that moment. Like I, I felt warm and powerful in that moment. I'm like, wow, that felt great. And then also that guy didn't have to sit there and talk while I felt resentment towards him because he would have just been talking to me, being resentful, even though I was the one that created the resentment. So self-love is being able to say no and just say yes when you want to because you want to without having to explain anything. Huge act of self-love. And you know what's so funny is that when you do that and you build that skill, you start to respect yourself on such a deep level. Also very loving. And you show the people around you that they can do the same. Because when we actually love ourselves and we live our life in that way, unapologetically from love, the people around us are also influenced that they can do the same thing. It's like the best thing you could teach your kids. Seriously. And, and I hate saying this, but I don't think my parents loved themselves very much growing up. And I didn't love myself growing up at all. It's like, go figure. What if they would have loved themselves deeply? I'm curious how I would have changed. I mean, obviously I do believe in people's ability to change. That's what this work is all about. But if I would have had like loving programming right from the cell, the start, self-love programming right from the start, I, I'm curious how different my life would have been. I just think it's like always the best thing to set our kids up. And I do want to have kids one day. So I, I'm intending on setting them up with really good beliefs and teaching them the examples of what I want to live for myself. And I think that even if you have to say no to your kids sometimes, but it comes from a loving place from yourself, I think it's a better option. 
because your emotions are your responsibility. If you're not feeling love, it's because you're not creating it. And if you're not creating love in your life, especially if you're blaming other people for it, that's just a very disempowered way to live. And remember, with this work, you're not always supposed to feel positive all the time. And sometimes it's actually the most loving thing you can do to allow yourself to not feel loving and to feel all the negative that comes up. You don't have to act on it, by the way. Like you're allowed to feel shame or anger or even resentment sometimes or envy. You're allowed to just be there with it, with you in the human experience and you don't have to react to it because when you're allowing to emotions, you're not reacting, right? So remember, there's a difference. I'm not saying go react to every emotion that's loving. That's not what I'm saying, but at least allow yourself to experience all the emotions. And that is an act of self-love in itself. And guess what? When we allow ourselves to feel those emotions, they'll just pass most of the time because we don't have to react to emotions that are negative. We never have to take an action ever if we don't want to. That's the beauty of the model, right? That's the beauty of this work. So loving yourself can take so many different forms, but in general, it is very base. Loving yourself is only allowing yourself to believe things that are loving about yourself as much as possible. And I don't really know how far we can take that. You know, I'm 28 years old. I'm curious to see if I keep going at this pace, will I have any negative thoughts about myself that I believe? I don't know. Right now I still have some and they could pop up and I, and I believe them, but I'm working on it. So I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes in the next 30, 40 years. So believe nice things about yourself. Allow yourself to experience everything that you need to experience without any kind of shame or guilt and allow yourself to actually go after the life that you want. Like what an act of self-love that you can just define that you want something and then to actually take action to do it. So many of us, it's like, it's no wonder that we have so many, so much pathology in this society and so much like hatred and war and violence. Like we treat ourselves so shitty. It's like, it's completely, you know, everybody always says it's a reflection. We mirror people, right? Which you totally do. Because if you're treating yourself shitty, it doesn't matter what you think or how you think you're treating other people. You're not treating them to the best that you could be. And there's no possible way that you could be because your outside world is just a reflection of the inside world. And that's law, right? The law of attraction says that's law. Like things attract like things. If you're loving yourself, you're attracting more love in your life. If you're not loving yourself, you're attracting not love in your life. I love when they say things like that in the self-help world. That is law. And they mean it, right? It's like hermetic, hermetic principles. And it's like so cool. Like this is how it works. Choosing love for yourself is so important to do. And it's a practice daily. You don't just one day wake up in the mirror and love yourself. If you have a stroke, you do. I think there's one spiritual teacher who that's the story. Like she had a massive stroke in her left side of her brain. She woke up and just loved herself. She was never like, never allowed herself to say anything nasty again. She didn't even desire to, right? But this is a practice. You have a human brain, which kind of likes to go towards the negative. And on top of that, you've been conditioned your entire life by society not to love yourself and to get out of all of your emotions and do everything you possibly can to damage yourself in the present moment so that you don't have to feel. So this is a practice, but it's the most important practice because imagine how your life would be if you actually loved yourself. How differently would you show up for yourself, for your people around you, for your legacy, for your business, for everything? Love yourself. There's no downside. It's a practice. Start practicing. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you next week. What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are ready to take all this information to the next level and apply it, I want to invite you to a one-on-one consult with me where we can talk about putting a plan together to help you make meaningful income. Coaching is often the missing link that helps you go from dreaming to taking action. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week.